0: Really, Riley. Really, Riley. Really, Riley. Really, Riley. Really, Riley. Really, Riley. Are you ready? This is the Really Riley Podcast. Woo! Well, hey, beloveds. Happy Wednesday. We're back with Really Riley. And I almost forgot about Mother's Day. (laughs) Um... Yeah, it's been just really crazy. I had the pop-up shop last week. There's a podcast coming on how that went. Don't worry. I have a lot of things to say about everything that I learned, stuff I would do over, stuff I wouldn't do again, all the things. But every year that I've been a mom, I had vowed to, had, being the operative word in that sentence, to do a video or a letter or something for Lyric before I knew that I was going to have my second son, Malin, And let's face it, who got the time for that? I know that sounds terrible, but I swore I was going to do just like this whole gilded letter and it was going to be a thing. And then, you know, two kids and a furthering career. And now, like, maybe a little side business popped up. And honestly, what better way, though, than to put it in audio form for them to listen to someday? Um, So, uh, if you are new to this here podcast, I have been a mom for almost seven years come October 19th. It will be seven years. And my original run of motherhood was single momdom. And let me tell you, of all the things that I have done in my life, of all of the crazy relationship hardships that I've been through, stepping in front of 30,000 people every year, jingle ball, moving state to state knowing no one, all of the things that I've ever done that have been crazy, out of the box, terrifying, being a single mom was the most terrifying. Um, and the thing of it was, is I was 33 years old and I always knew I had wanted to be a mother no matter what. Like I knew within myself that my life wouldn't be complete without being a mom. And that's not me saying that your life can't be complete without being a mom. Hopefully I'm not going to get canceled for that. What I'm saying for me, I knew what my life plan was and I knew that it had to be in there for me to feel, you know, complete as a person on my deathbed. I I just wanted to feel like I was a mother, and I was like, man, you know, I was a couple years off of my broken engagement, and you know, and I thought my life was gonna go one way, and then it didn't. I'm like, oh God, you know, I would literally look at women with strollers and want to cry because I wanted to further my life so badly, and I just knew that becoming a mother was the way to do it, and it made my life mean something. Um, friends. No, it didn't. Now, let me preface this by saying, of course, becoming a mother to Lyric was the grandest thing I ever did. And it completely forged my life forward and made me who I am today. A fighter, never giving up, made me love harder than I ever have and made me go inward and dig as deep as I possibly could when I was running on bare fumes But I always thought that it would, like, validate my life. The minute that that little cherub came out of my belly, I was like, oh, everything made sense. Bullshit, it didn't. Now, did it come to make sense in the most beautiful way? Yeah. But I always tell, you know, my friends that are single and that don't have kids that think that they just, you know, if I just have a kid, everything will be all figured out. I mean, maybe for some that happens, but for me it didn't. As a matter of fact, I felt like my life was even more a mess having a child by myself than, you know, before. And I was a mess, y'all. A mess. Um, but I gave birth to Lyric on October 19th, 2015. He came into this world at 2 p.m., 7 pounds, 12 ounces, sweetest little nose. I had Lyric by epidural and everything they could give me because I didn't want to feel none of that. My mother was in the room with me. um, And the birth was really weird. It was like I don't remember a whole lot of it. I think I was like so scared and so petrified that like I kind of blocked a lot of it out. But I do remember at one point they're like oh we have to do an emergency C-section. His heart is dropping and all I could think in my head was like no I can't have surgery. I can't pick him up on myself. My mom Gave me like seven days and then she was back to Florida and I was like, I can't be by myself. You know, like I had my sister coming a couple weeks later, but I was like, I have a house with stairs. Well, my God, what am I going to do? I was like, no, no, no surgery, no C-section. And they're like, all right, well you better get him out. I was like, all right, let's fucking do this. <laughs> 10 pushes about 10 minutes later. He was out. And the doctor, I remember looked at me and thought, um, she said, are you impressed with yourself? Because I am. And I was like, mm-hmm, C-section, huh? That's another thing I always tell people. Like, I'm not saying the doctors were wrong in trying to get him out safely. But, you know, guys, if you have a plan, please fight for it. I've said that in a couple other podcasts, and that is another topic for another time, I'm just saying. So when Lyric came out, he they were clearing his nose and his throat because I guess he had ingested some of the goo that's in there or whatever. So I didn't, like, immediately get the, you know, the skin to skin and I remember like asking for it and being upset that I didn't get it. And then I remember like him crying and them handing him to me. And I remember the biggest wave of depression I've ever felt in my entire life. And that makes me tear up to say that because that's not what you're supposed to feel when they hand you your first child that you just carried inside of you for the better part of a year. And you just, you know, went through all this pain and pushing to come out. Like, I don't even have a picture of that moment of me first looking at him. I think my mom took a photo, and then I never saw it again. Like, I don't know where that photo is today. And the days in the hospital were such a blur, and then all of a sudden I was, like, going home. (laughs) This is a a little-known birth story that I think I might have told a couple of times, but I remember sitting... On the bench, waiting for my mom to go pull the car around and then waiting for them to discharge me. So I was by myself with the baby. He was in his cute little going home outfit. And then I shit myself, (laughs) y'all. Because obviously things got stretched down there and I had to go to the bathroom and the baby was screaming. So I couldn't get up and put the baby down and go to the bathroom. No nurses were around. So, yep, I shit myself. So I remember thinking, well, this is a really, Grand way to start motherhood. The thing that I thought was going to be Skittles and rainbows and roses was the thing that led me to sitting in a hospital with a screaming infant that I had no idea how to take care of and shitting myself. I'm getting to a great point here, guys. And I won't regale you with this podcast about like all the trials and tribulations of being a single mom getting up at 4 a.m. and doing a morning show with, you know, if you're a mom, you know, like there's your, what are you up? 11, 12, 1, 2. I don't know how I did that. I don't even remember a lot of it. I think I blocked a lot of it out. The postpartum depression wave was horrible. I thought I was a terrible person because I was like, why did I bring this being in the world if I can't love him the way he deserves because I felt that weird thing that you feel with postpartum like I'll do anything in the world for this kid I'll step in front of a train for him but I don't like love and bond with him just yet and I know there's some people that may not have kids that might be shaking their head but until you go through that postpartum psychosis you kind of got to go through it to know what I'm talking about but then you know as he got to be about five six months I was like oh okay I started to feel that wave of like love and connection and, and you know, okay, I've got this. We've got this. And that's where We Got This came from. And that has become my slogan and my credo and my motto today. It's the way that I look at life and everything. Hence why my hashtag for my wedding was We Got This Wedding. You know, like it's become Marshall and I saying. It's like whenever we're wavering, we always say We Got This. And that was inspired by my baby boy, Lyric. (sighs) Lyric, 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 man. like He is my little heart. He is the most sensitive, loving little boy. He is definitely, I thought he was going to be the one to have my spice level. No, that's the baby, Malin. But Lyric is my little lover. You know, there's something about being a single mom to a boy. And I don't know, uh, because I'm not a single mom to a girl, you know what I mean? But for me, it was just like the love that he gives me, the encouragement that that kid gives me, which is weird because it's supposed to be the other way around, right? But he's insistent upon building me up, and it's crazy. Because giving birth to him was the thing that tore at every insecurity I ever had within me and then simultaneously made me stronger than I've ever been in my life or will ever be. And now he is the one that wants to build me up. Like just recently when I did the pop-up shop this weekend, Marshall, my husband, brought the boys, the two boys out to say hi and, you know, see what their mommy was doing. And it's been a while since Lyric has been to an event, like a work event with me, you know, because he's been in a commercial, you know, like he's seen me, you know, doing events with listeners and he's seen me in the radio station, but with COVID and stuff, like it's not, it's been a while. So this is the first time that he saw like mommy behind a table and doing a thing surrounding, surrounding mommy. And he came up and he said, mommy, you did a really good job so proud of you you work so hard and I was dying because you know I did you know the I do um crystal intention candles and custom denim jackets embellished and stuff and all those denim jackets take hours to do each jacket probably takes about two three days and he would take his little iPad and come down there with me and he would watch me do it and you know you don't realize how closely they're watching you. I saw this thing on TikTok that was like, you know, kids don't listen to what other people's might be saying about you. They, they don't listen to anyone disparaging you, but they listen and see what you actually do. They're watching what you do. So if you're chasing your dreams, they're seeing it. And Have that little boy rooting me on, man. It is the best thing ever. And it's so cool to watch him, like, evolve and change to go from my tiny little baby to this, like, I mean, he's going to be a teenager in five minutes, but he is very aware. He's very, very smart. Very talented. It's funny, I see him on the soccer field, and he is just like me. It's not in the best way in this regard, because when he is good at something, like, kind of, he doesn't really try. He just gives it, like, you know, he's great at a lot of things. Amazing reader, amazing drawer. And it's funny because, like, one of the assistant coaches will come over and be like, oh, he's got it. He just needs to work on his drills. And I'm like, man. Because I was like that, too, with everything up until radio. I was a really talented ballerina, but I didn't try. If I had tried just a little bit, man, what I could have done. But I didn't because I was in radio. But I love that kid. I love his little hugs. I love his little eyes, the way they still look up, up at me. Like, it, it, when I tease him about having little girlfriends, it's he's like, Mommy, I'm going to marry you. And it's funny because, you know, he was up there at the altar with us with the wedding, and he's like, you're my wife. And, you know, he calls me babe because that's what he hears Marshall calling me. So, you know, he thinks that's endearing, and I think I'm not going to tell him different. Like, lyric is my little lover, man. He made me a mom, and the love of that kid is just everything. And I am a mom of two now, so I can't do this podcast without also talking about my second son, Malen. Now, Malen and my journey into motherhood as a mom of two boys was very different than the terror that the first one was, sort of. Because When I was pregnant with Lyric, I was very nonchalant about things. It was a super easy pregnancy. You know, there was no complications. There was nothing wrong. With Malin, there was a little more pressure, if you will. And that was only pressure that I put on myself. Because when Marshall and I first got together, I think we'd barely been together six months, and we tried to have a baby, like, twice and got pregnant easily. And... My greatest fear was to not be able to give Marshall one of his own natural, if you will, I don't like these words or whatever, children. But no matter how much he said, you know, you and Lyric are enough, it's fine. You know, because I met him at 37. I was like, you know, I may not be able to do this because they'd freak you out. And they say that 35 is like an old geriatric pregnancy or a mature pregnancy or whatever. And I was 37. So I was elated in so many ways, aside from the fact that we were having a baby, but that, oh my God, I did it. I can give him this dream because he was adopted. Marshall had never seen his own DNA in another person. Not that he loved Lyric any less because he was about to have a child of his own or that he even still to this day does, but it was just something different and magical. And also, having a baby with someone you love versus on your own It's an entirely different ball of wax. At least for me, it was. No matter how I spin it, it's just a different experience. Not more or less, just different and beautiful. And I'd never had that before. So then we lost that child. And I remember blaming myself and not really being able to mourn it because then, you know, a couple months later, Marshall got diagnosed with his avascular necrosis surgery, and then we had to go through all that, so I didn't really deal with it. We were planning the wedding, and I was like, you know, for the first couple of months, I was like, we're just going to get pregnant again. We're going to try, we're going to try, we're going to try. But then I was like, you know, i got to just let it go. I can't do this. I have to live life in this moment right now, because Lyric was still very small. He was, you know, three and a half years old, four. So... I vowed to myself to just fucking put it down, plan our wedding, and just let it go, <laughs> and that I did, and about seven months later, I was pregnant, and here's what's so weird, where when I finally stopped planning with some random quickie, <laughs> TMI, sorry, but um, I remember we went on a show trip to the woods just to show bond and be weird or whatever. And, you know, I don't drink, so there wasn't any like fear of that. But I remember going to the woods and having like eight energy drinks, maybe not eight, but I had a lot, you know, because that was my drink of choice because I don't drink alcohol. And, you know, we were smoking cigars and I was like, uh, my period's late, but only by like three days. And I've always had really harsh periods and they've never been on time. And I was like, I didn't, I didn't put two and two together that I could be tr- pregnant. I thought, all right, you know, five or six days, and I'll worry. But two or three, man, that's just me. But I remember being exhausted, and I remember like feeling super nauseous. But I get super nauseous on my period. I was having really bad cramps. I was like, all right, it's coming. It's just not dripping yet. Sorry, TMI again. But then we get back, and I'm like, oh wait, like it, you know, I went from three days to four days to five days, and I was like, oh shit. You know what? Let me just get up in the morning and go ahead and take a test. I didn't even take the good digital one because I was so sure it wasn't going to be positive. And I looked down five minutes later. You know it's positive. You know it's real when it's only a couple minutes. And I was like, oh, fuck. It's positive. And I was running late for work. And I was like, I don't have time to take another one right now, but I'll take another one when I get home. And if if it's positive, oh, God, I got to tell Marshall. So I get home. Sure shit. I took the digital one pregnant I was like oh my god you know and then you know I went scoured all of New Market Maryland for a damn bag of pop chips because the very first time that I told him we were pregnant with the one that we lost he had his face in a bag of pop chips and I somehow even though it was sad the way that it ended I wanted to like incorporate that beautiful moment of me telling him he was about to be a father for the first time I got it all in video, you know, so I won't go into that, you guys, because it's Mother's Day, but it was a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful moment. And I didn't allow myself fear at that point, even though somewhere subconsciously, I did feel it, but I was like, I will not stress this entire pregnancy of whether or not this baby is going to make it. I just know this baby is going to make it. God is going to carry us through. The universe is going to carry us through. Marshall is going to be a father. I'm going to be a mother again. And I wanted a girl sabbatica taste it. We had a name picked out. Her name was going to be EJ. It was going to be Eladia after my grandmother that I never met. It was going to be Jane because Jane was like a strong, I forget what what the meaning was, but it was like something very strong. And I just loved the EJ thing. Marshall came up with that. And we took the blood test. We did a whole reveal and it was a boy. And I remember being just devastated devastated because with Lyric, remember the pa- the pregnancy was super easy, no throwing up, none of that, and I was puking my ass off. I was incredibly tired. My back hurt so bad. I was like, this has to be a girl. The way I'm throwing up, it has to be. And, you know, my mom has four sisters or three sisters. I have a sister. All of my, co- most, all of my cousins except for one are sisters or girls, and I was like, it's got to be a girl. Like, it's got to be a girl. And I was really sad because I wanted to see Marshall as a girl dad. And I also didn't want Lyric to ever feel less than because no matter which way you spin it, I knew Marshall was going to feel something different seeing himself in another human for the first time. That's just human. It, it's being human. He doesn't love them any different. But the the sensation and the and the experience of it is different seeing your child come out you know all of that different so i was very scared of that and it took me a little bit to get over that you guys i did a whole gender uh disappointment podcast somebody dm'd me the other day that said that they were very inspired by that so if you're feeling this too i 100% understand you so maybe go give that a listen but um After the reveal, I was like, okay, I'm going to wrap my head around it. I started buying boy clothes. I was like, you know, no matter what, I'm excited that I'm going to have another baby in my life. We're going to complete our family. I'm having a baby with the man of my dreams. We're getting married. Holy shit. Life is coming full circle. And oh my God, COVID. (laughs) Oh my God, COVID. So I was only ever really terrified of covid You know, just that's my personal opinion. It was when I was pregnant because I was just like, oh, God, you know, I don't know what the effects would be whenever I get sick. I tend to get really sick, so I was petrified that I would get sick with COVID. Um, You know, and then also at that time, like, they weren't allowing fathers in the ultrasounds, which was so sad because I wanted Marshall to be a part of every bit of it because we had decided we weren't going to have any more. So this was his one shot to do it, and then we were so scared because right before I gave birth, his friend got COVID and, oh, like, you know, the couple of days of waiting to see if Marshall had COVID was horrible. And then we kind of just, like, stayed in our bubble. Thankfully, he was able to be there. But, you know, the pregnancy was hard. Like, I was just so done by the end of it and so over it. And then, lo and behold, like, we have a scare. We go to the hospital. i like, it's not it. I know it's not it. And he's like, oh, it could be it. So we go to the hospital. I'm like, yeah, this ain't it. Then a week later, I had really, really bad pains. But, like, the scare that we had, I was throwing up, like, violently, like, projectile throwing up. But apparently that's, like, a reaction to pain or something like that is what that was. And uh, this time I was just kind of like, okay, well, this hurts, but I'm not, like, dying. And they say, oh, well, you know, you're going to know when the contractions are there. And you know. And I was just kind of like, all right, well. I don't know, I was like, this kind of hurts, but I don't want to wake Marshall up, because if I wake him up, then he's going to be up packing the bag, and, like, it was a snowstorm, side note. (laughs) I sure do know how to have milestones in life, don't I? So, I start feeling it, and I'm like, okay, this kind of hurts. Maybe I should wake him up. Maybe (laughs) I was like, what the fuck was that? My water broke. Now, I didn't feel that with Lyric, because I was induced the first time around, because I was... You know, a couple weeks, couple days over my due date, and I wanted my mom to come in th- and be with me so I wouldn't have to be alone. So I never knew what that gushing felt like, and I remember poking Marshall. I was like, "Baby, I was like, I think my water just broke. Can you uh get a little look-see? He was like, "Yep, it happened." So he gets up, and God bless my man, he's up there like with the Stanley steamer getting the goo out of the because <laughs> I had walked to the bathroom to take a shower because it's probably the last shower I'm gonna get for like a week. Um to take a shower and he was cleaning it up and getting it in the washer and then he's out there shoveling snow and I remember walking into Lyric's bedroom while he was sleeping in so much pain having a contraction trying to tell him that mommy and Marshy were going to be away for a couple of days when we came back we are going to bring your baby brother like our new nanny was on her way from PA 40 minutes away in a snowstorm thank god she got here because I don't know what we would have done if she didn't and I was also just trying to compose myself and not freak out and be in pain in front of Lyric and scare him. And I remember trying to take that moment in, and it's like, this is my last moment with just me and you, kiddo. Like, you're the OG baby. It was just me and you. And now this is it. These are my last moments of you just being my only. Took it in for like three seconds and then had another contraction. I'm like, all right, I gotta go. <laughs> And I remember, God bless Marshall, he's out there shoveling snow, and I'm like, get inside, hold my hand, I don't give a fuck what else you do, do not let go of my hand, because this shit hurts. And of course, you know, like, I'm a person that has a pretty high pain tolerance, you know, like, when you're a person that, like, kind of has pain for fun in the gym, and you've been through labor a little bit before, like, but not like that, I didn't feel it that hard, damn. And he was like, do we need to call an ambulance? I was like, no, we need to get in the car, we need to go. Uh, and we get there, and I'm, like, kind of holding it together until, like, five minutes after we got there. And I was like, oh, my God, I need the epidural. Give me the epidural. Give me the epidural. God bless you mothers that do it natural. Nope, that wasn't for me. Give me the motherfucking epidural. <laughs> I didn't say this to the nurse, but I was, like, looking at her, and, like, I'd, I'd been kind of just breathing, you know. Like, I would literally pictured myself doing a deadlift, you know, you <laughs> shoulders back, keep everything tight, breathe in. You know, live like, going through the motions of a deadlift, like, because that was, you know, the most intense pain I'd been, ex- you know, since lyric was born. Five years ago, six years ago. So weird that I did that, but I was dying. I was like, oh, my God. And, and Marshall was like, the blood in his hand was, like, going out. I was squeezing him so badly, but I was like, don't you let go of my hand. And I was looking at the nurse, and I was like, please. Please, like, literally begging, and I don't beg for anything or anyone, but I was begging for that epidural, and she's like, "Well, you have to wait until the water the IV goes in." I'm, and I'm not saying anything bad against the nurses, but in my head, I'm like, "Lady, give me the fucking epidural." So finally, she saw what like what I was starting to lose, and she's like, "Okay, we're just gonna give it to you." And I remember the doctor after he administered the shot, he was like, "Cause he had seen me like breathing through a couple of contractions because when they got that big ass needle in your back, you don't really want to move," and I, of course, had a contraction. As they were administering the epidural. And I have never been more frightened or paralyzed in my life. Because I'm sitting here with this most intense pain that a person can have without dying. And I can't move. And uh, that was the most concentrated, I, I what the, the most focused I've ever been in my entire life. So once that epidural kicked in, man, I was good to go. So they're like, okay, well, yeah, it seemed like something like an hour, maybe two hours later. They're like, you're ready to push? what oh we're here already and I remember Marshall like he doesn't really get outwardly nervous you know he's a cop he's probably you know, he's seen it all but in just about every terrifying situation you can but I could see him getting nervous and I pushed and it was literally two pushes and they're like wow and he just came shooting I was like oh my god and he didn't cry at first and that freaked me the fuck out I was like oh, oh no For remember all that fear that I had pushed down for one second I had it there And then I was like, nope, won't bring my baby into the world with his juju. Centered back, boom, heard the cry, and they gave him to me, and I got the skin to skin. (sighs) And I got to breathe and say, like, he's here. And I handed him over to Marshall after he got the cord, and I remember thinking, just, oh, my God, like, who knew life could be this fucking great? Like, just, wow. Malin is here, and (laughs) from jump, that little boy of mine has been the spiciest sucker ever. He made me throw up the whole pregnancy. He never stayed still in there, and from the day he was born, he has not stayed still since. He is quite different from the docile little cherub that Lyric was. He is a screamer. He wants what he wants, and he wants it now. (laughs) no idea where he gets that from he came out looking exactly like dada which i love but he still has my cheeks starting to look a little bit more like me but so far this kid at 15 months is we call him nugget and marshall says he's a nugget on the move he's a a man with a mission because that boy when he wants something He's got to have it right now, and nobody's going to tell him different. I hope he uses that later. He's a sweet baby, though. He's a little chonker, and when he gives you these little kisses, it's, oh. it's Because he doesn't give them freely. <laughs> Even at a baby, he knows what his worth is. Um, but when he gives them, they're incredible. And when he hugs you, it's like his big, puffy cheeks just lay in your shoulder, and there's nothing more soothing. And this time around with Malin, I got to enjoy it a little bit, which still to this day makes me guilty, but I think that that's part of motherhood, is feeling that guilt that I didn't enjoy it as much with Lyric, but I made sure to breathe it in this time. And watching him grow and change and be with his father and be a family and watch him frolic with his brother. Oh God! Like not to be cheesy, but that is the greatest soul medicine ever, because Lyric is the fucking greatest big brother on the planet. I pray that they always stay close like that. And Mister Malin, he's a little Malin boo. Like he is laugh and his giggle is so like. We call him the big cheese because he's just got these big cheeks and he always just looks at you and goes, hing, hing. like I know it sound like a doofus, but it, if you could see it, it's so adorable. And he'll smack you in the face, man, if you if you piss him off. He is the perfect mixture of me and Marshall. And it's like I said, Lyric is my little lover, man, and Malon is my little quirky, sassy Determined thing. And I'll tell you, you know, I did have something right back then in saying that being a mother really does fulfill me. And I couldn't imagine ever not being their mom. You know, I didn't turn into, you know, what I thought motherhood was going to be, I guess. You know, I thought like you'd drop everything that's about you and pour your whole soul into your kids. And I do do that. But, like, I remember making a vow to myself that I'm glad I kept in those first months of being pregnant that I'm, like, I'm not going to lose myself and my children. Not that that's wrong, but for me, I was, like, I had it in my head that, like, they're going to leave me someday and have their own lives. And then if I don't have anything left for myself, because at the time I was a single mom, like, what am I going to do then? And even now, like, I want Marshall and I to have our own goals past just our children to teach them about goals too. But like just, you know, you you come into this world alone and you leave it alone. So if you wrap your whole soul around your children and you have nothing left for you, then what kind of a person can you be to give to them? I don't know. Some whole world psyche, but it's, it's been the craziest, scariest, most amazing, fulfilling, heartbreaking, heart-wrenching, shit-infused, expensive (laughs) ride that I'm so glad I got onto. And we're only seven, six and a half years in. (laughs) So here's to another 50, God willing. All right, you guys, I'm going to get off my mushy, ushy-gushy soapbox to all the mothers out there, whatever form you became it, happy Mother's Day. You guys, I will talk to you on Friday with the Fave 5. Uh, I hope you have a great week. It's really Riley.